Hello everyone. We are back again with our book The Geeta for Children written by Rupa Pai. Three last things. Promise before we plunge into the conversation. More than 1 lakh shlokas are made make up the Mahabharat. Who was the genius and tireless poet who composed them and how long did it take him? Actually, what we know today as the Mahabharat started off as a much shorter story called Jaya. which was just about 24000 shlok long these shlokas which contain the core of the mahabharata story and include the bhagavad gita a believed to have been composed by a sage called vyas who is also a major character in the story over 3 years according to the legend vyas dictated these shlokas to ganesh who agreed to be the scribe and write them all down on the condition that vyas did not pause anywhere in his dictation Vyas agreed but on the counter condition that Ganesh would write a shloka down only after he had understood it the deal was sealed but a pen could not be found impatient ganesh broke off one of his tasks becoming becoming ekadanta the one task one and used it to speedily record jaya on palm leaves our ancient version of papyrus Jaya was never narrated to anyone but Vyas himself. Legend has it that it was narrated by the sage Vishampayana, a disciple of Vyas, to King Janmajaya, the great grandson of Arjun the Pandav. Just before he, the king, began a massive sacrifice to destroy every last snake and serpent in the world. Janmajaya's dad, Parikshit, had died of snake bite. So the loving son had decided that as far as revenge ratios went, a million snake lives to one dad life was a, was about right the version this version of the epic which included the conversation between vishampayana and janmajaya was called bharat many years later and with several voluminous editions jaya was narrated once again by a bard or wandering storyteller called ugrashrava sauti to a group of sages just before they had started a long sacrifice this time for a worthier more politically correct cause word peace it is this new improved four times the size of the original version of jaya that we know today as the mahabharata as you have probably noticed ugrashrava sauti's version was narrated not written down this was generally the way information and stories even those that were 1.8 million words long were passed on in the olden days Ancient Indians had insane memory power. The first written version with who knows how many more additions and deletions that we know dates back only to the 4th century CE more than 1600 years ago. What makes the Mahabharata more interesting is the belief that it is it isn't a story that Vyas made up entirely in his head. It is said to be a mix of fact and fiction, a story set against actual historical events. that occurred somewhere around the 8th century BCE or a lot earlier or a little later no one is quite sure the dating of ancient indian texts is also often a mix of fact and fiction that's really quite enough about the mahabharata on to the gita was the conversation between krishna and arjun strictly private or did anyone else get to eavesdrop on it actually two people other than the two having the conversation got to hear it too The interesting part was that these two weren't even on the battlefield at Kurukshetra 
they were actually far away in the throne room of the place of Hastinapur to be precise. And how far away was that exactly? Some 170 km or about 6 hours by chariot. How did people so far away hear a conversation that even people on the battlefield around them didn't hear? Here's how. On the eve of the Kurukshetra war, King Dhritarashtra was not a happy man. He was bowed down by sorrow at the destruction he knew the war would wreck. He was full of fear that his sons would never return home. He was consumed by guilt that his love for children, for his children had made him so weak that he had neglected his kingly duties and allowed all kinds of terrible injustices to happen right under his nose. Sick at heart, he refused to travel to the battlefield to witness the war. However, not knowing what was happening there was too much to bear. Enter Sanjay, the king's charioteer, who had been blessed by sage Vyas, yes, the same Vyas who wrote the Mahabharata with the gift of telescopic vision and long-distance hearing, besides the gift of being able to see both the past and the future. Sitting beside the nervous king in Hastinapur, Sanjay saw and heard everything that was happening on the far away battlefield as clearly as if it were happening before his very eyes. He began to describe in real time every teensy-weensy detail of the battle to King Dhritarashtra. And that was how Sanjay got to listen in on the conversation second hand and King Dhritarashtra got to hear it too third hand. And now for one very last formality, the Gita prayer. Traditionally, before you actually start reading the Gita, you are supposed to send a bunch of prayers up to the Mahabharata, to its, to its author Vyas, to the Gita itself and to Krishna, asking for their blessings to help you understand and appreciate its wisdom. It is a nine verse prayer, but it is the fourth verse which explains the importance of the Gita, which is the most quoted. It just won't do to jump to chapter one without at least a basic understanding of this shloka to let's get it sarvopnishado gavo dogdha gopalanandana partho vatsah sudhir bhakta dugdham gitamritam mahat which means if all the upanishads were cows krishna is the divine milkman who squeezes their goodness out arjun who gets first shot at the distilled wisdom of the ages is the calf The wise and the pure then get to drink this milk, this blessed, immortal nectar that is the Gita. Got it? Now hold that thought. Now enter the arena and perch on your ringside seat amid the noise and the heat and the dust. Smell the raw fear and the great courage hanging thick and heavy in the air. Feel the nervous excitement of the soldiers. Hear the whinnying of the horses, the trumpeting of the elephants and the clank of the battle armor. See? Yeah? You already into it. But wait, something strange is happening. The chariot carrying the great hero breaks away from the ranks and races like the wind to the middle of the field. Our hero slumps to his knees in despair. His mighty bow Gandhi lying uselessly by his side, Krishna looks at his friend with great concern. and begins to speak Oops hang on a second hit pause rewind a little to the point before the hero's chariot began to move 
Now tune everything else out and like Sanjay, focus on your senses on nothing else but our hero and his charioteer. The conversation is about to begin. So, we'll start with the conversation in our next episode. Bye-bye. See you. Take care. Stay safe. Keep reading. Keep listening.